Welcome, Highfalutin Ski Bump Podcast, episode number 268. It is your pals, Mario and Brian. Mario, what's up? Not much. I feel like we haven't podcasted in forever. We actually haven't for a little while. There a was hiatus. Yeah, unfortunately, you know, there was some scheduling conflicts and I was at a holidays skiing, which is not a bad thing. It just no, it was good. what it was. Yeah, it was great. You know, we, uh, we, we recorded, did post. Yeah, we recorded right. the podcast of me and Andrea in the car kind of recapping our trip up to Killington, Vermont, which was which was great. I've been there in a, almost two years now because of the stupid two pandemic. Yeah. And again, you know, you and I used to go there every weekend. I know. Several years. Weird. So it was. It so was actually, kind of maybe where I am, I didn't miss anything in the last year. <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. Pretty much. You know, Let's people go. hate on Florida, but you're the one you're, uh, you're doing okay right now. Just chilling. Just chilling. Chillin'. Yes. So yeah, we're gearing up for Christmas. Everyone's kind of trying to wind down a bit, but everyone except the snow and skiers and boarders, everyone's getting fired up because snow is coming. It's a beautiful thing. We're here to help you enjoy extend your stoke so thank you so much for listening we do appreciate it check us out skibumpodcast.com we got a sweet shop there it's probably too late to buy stuff for christmas but you can get it for the season rock it out skibumpodcast.com slash shop you're on your favorite social media apps twitter facebook instagram untapped we're at skibumpodcast send us an email skibumpodcast at gmail.com your favorite podcasting apps rate and subscribe we'd really appreciate it big shout out to our sponsor paradise skis paradiseskis.com check them out they make seriously fun skis they're all about making skiing as fun as possible whether that's shredding laps in hawaiian shirts bringing the parking lot at prey or getting up early to go for that huge backcountry objective it's our mission to build skis and snowboards that allow our customers to enjoy Every single day in the mountains, go to their website, paradiseskis.com. Use the code SKIBUM15, 15% off. They got the reds. They got the blues. They got the green, which is a split board. Check them out. Thank you so much, Paradise Skis. Mario, let's kick it off the way we always do. It's time for Opray today. So before we get to Opray, I just want to say all that... Crazy stuff you got for Hanukkah, Christmas, whatever holiday, whatever anybody gave you a gift that you don't like, return it, get the money, and then just buy some stuff either at our site or through our, event, through our sponsor, right? It's not a bad go. idea. It's really you know? not a bad idea because most of the stuff you got is crap anyway. It's not going to help you get more days on the slopes. What's the point? Exactly. If you're lucky, you get gift cards anyway, and you just use them, you know? Yeah, we got to start putting our stuff on Amazon. Yeah. That's. I don't think it's very hard. I think it's just for <laughs> every year I go through like objectives that I had for the last year. That's probably one of them that carried over from last year. Mm, yeah, <laughs> got to work this on year, that. This year we're going to make it happen. Twenty twenty two. Twenty twenty two. And we know somebody that works at Amazon. We can't even we do. He's useless. Can't even get a hook up. He's useless. It's on a ball. <laughs> Thanks, Nick. He's too busy skiing right now. He's not. He's not. He is. Not helping us out. <laughs> He's helping himself out to skiing, which we love. Which he is deserves keeping it. Keeping our soul good. Yes. That's right. Positive energy. A lot it's good of love. for his soul. It's good for his family. It's good. It's good all around. Bingo. Um, so, Mario, what do you got going on in the world of Apre today? So, I teased you with it today. And 
My beautiful wife from Canada, of all places, the Great White North. <laughs> um, she came out last week and out of the blue, she's like, you know, I want to make blueberry tea. And I'm like, okay, you want to make blueberry tea? I've seen it in the store. She's like, no, no, no. It's not, it's not regular blueberry tea. It's a cocktail. It's a warm cocktail. So she's describing it to me. And I'm like, what? It's it's a lot of alcohol. I'm like, this is, this fits right in the wheelhouse of what we do. Like the Jaeger tea and the glue vine. Like, so she's like, yeah, so it's basically, I'll show you now. now mine's cooled off a bit and it almost looks like a little bit of a brandy. Mm-hmm. And I got the beautiful little, color. I got to tell you. And I got the nice glasses this week. Oh, that was a, a Christmas gift to myself. Little, um, uh, whatchamacallit, nice crystal, Brandy snifters, which I'm going to use for tulip glass for, you know, this is multi-purpose for this. But <laughs> anyway, I put the tea in there and it was warm when it, when it was in there. It was actually kind of nice and hot. So you drink it hot. But what it is, is it's amaretto, uh, which is, amaretto is what? Uh, almond. Is it almond or? Uh, I think it's almond. Is it almond, cherry and something else? Oh, it's it's like a mix, yeah. but it's like mainly almond, right? I think so. And then orange liqueur with like Grand Marnier. Apricot kernels, bitter almonds, peach stones. Is there almonds, um, all of which are natural sources of benzaldehyde that provides the almond-like flavor of the liqueur. Nice. All right. So if anybody hasn't used Amaretto before... It's great in coffee. You just it's fantastic in coffee. in coffee, yeah. Great in tea. You can do a shot of it, but it's kind of lackluster. You think it's going to be better. I would imagine if you did a shot, you'd have to sip it, and it'd have to be a warm shot. It's right? a weird thing to want to shoot. Yeah. Um, yeah, you usually don't want to put in stuff. But anyway, so you put amaretto, orange liqueur, so Grand Marnier, or just orange liqueur, and... Orange Pico tea is what it calls for, but I think she made this with Earl Grey. So it's just basically tea. So it kind of falls into the, this is similar to a Jaeger tea, I gotta say. That's a weird mix. I mean, I'm not, I, it sounds awesome. Like I love amaretto, like in coffee or something, if I'm feeling silly. Mm. I love almond everything. Like sweet almond is just amazing to me. So amaretto, orange liqueur, something you put in like a margarita. And then the tea. So it's this recipe that I'm looking at is so four ounces of tea and then one ounce of liqueur, one ounce of amaretto. Right. So it's like, now, a, it's like a two to one tea to booze ratio. Right. And the reason they call it blueberry tea cocktail is it actually tastes like blueberries, huh. which is pretty messed up. Like I didn't think it. I was like, it's not going to taste like blueberries, whatever. But you taste it. You're like, I could... I can get the blueberry out of it. So they call it blueberry tea cocktail and it's meant to be warm. Now in Canada, she says this is kind of one of the things they have. Cause it's so f- it's cold as anything up there. I mean, right now she's from Winnipeg. It's what's Winnipeg's thing right now. Let's see. It's probably super cold because one of our stories in the ski news is talking about Banff getting hit with snow, which I know Banff is a little West of there. Oh, yeah. So it's 10 degrees Fahrenheit right now. Okay. That's cold. Which is pretty damn cold. Negative 12 Celsius. So it's pretty damn cold. Um, and I think they're looking at snow right now. 
But uh, yeah, so it gets that cold and they go out to bars and they make this and they drink it. And I'm like, yes, I, I see this. Uh, but this is great for an apre. That's what you seems like you would drink when you're leaving the bar and you're walking to the next bar and you want to stay warm. Right. That's a, this is, this is a roadie. This is it's a like a, be, yeah, it's like a between drink, drink. <laughs> right. That makes sense to me. I could see a roadie. that. It's a coffee yeah. cup roadie. And this is like a beautiful, having like a lovely Yeti cup like this. You just keep yes. that in there. As oh, you just stay nice and warm. Keep it nice and warm and chugging along. I like that, that. You would need a double for that. You do double, double in that double, double. double, double. <laughs> I got to tell you, I, ha- I want to get some orange Pico tea now so I can make this. Mm, it's delicious. So she made it and she made it with the Earl Grey, which is a little bit different flavor, but she says that actually tastes more like blueberry if you make it with the orange Pico. I'm like, get out of town. So I'm going to have to get that and make it. But this reminded me, it's that time of year I got to start making the Jaeger tea. Yeah. So. Yeah. We had Gluvine last weekend and I think Andrew's making a bit more for Christmas tomorrow. So nice. I'm looking forward to I usually getting into would that. make one giant batch. And now I'm thinking about small batch i'm gonna do like micro batches micro batch kind of like you know single barrel malt whiskey like <laughs> small batch malt you know small you batch go. jaeger tea so that might be new year's eve gifts that's what i'm thinking i'm like i like the idea of this you know i'm a you know we've talked about it plenty of times in the past we are huge hot cocktail fans and and this is easy to make you make it right away like it's oh not God. like the like, jaeger yeah, tea and the glue wine there's a lot of setup there's a lot of ingredients. There's some time for things to to kind of. There's a lot of love that goes into it. It's a lot sure. of time and a lot of love. This, Dude, this is, boom. Even too, like say you're you're going skiing for the day or for you know whatever for the day, you can make your coffee, and make this at the same time and put it in a thermos, boom. so that you have it in there and you're good to go. So you get your coffee when you're driving and going skiing, make your blueberry tea, chilling out in your thermos for when you're done. Boom. But think of this, you could tell a bartender how to make this, but like, yeah, I'm going to have tea. And then can you give me a shot of Amarino and a shot of uh, orange liqueur, little Grand in my tea? Boom. Blueberry tea. I like that. You know, really instant and it's good. It's not, it's not too sweet, which I, I really like. It does taste a little bit like blueberries. You definitely taste the almond. It reminds me a little bit of blueberry marzipan. I'm sold. I'm in. <laughs> I know you're sold. I've already, like, I've already eaten two and a half stolen so far this holiday <laughs> season. I got two and a half to go. So I got a beef with the stolen that they sell at Trader Joe's because that shit, it's supposed to, they show the picture and they have like a big stolen, a uh, big marzipan log marzipan. in the middle and you cut it. And on the ends, there's nothing. There's it's never not distribution. Yeah. That's, that's, hey man, I you're, not get, distribution. you're not getting the handcrafted fancy stolens. You're getting the, uh, you're getting like the Budweiser of Stolen from Trader Joe's. <laughs> you got the assembly line of Stolens and they're like, yeah, yeah, just fucking twist it off. Who cares? You Pretty know? much. Hey, I, want, yeah. I want it consistent throughout. I want it like a Tootsie Roll. I want to see the whole thing. Boom. You may have to make your own Stolen if you want that sort of. I think next year I'm going to handcraft my Stolen. I say that every year. I food Stolens. I found a recipe. I want to make it. I don't have time. I, my, my car is still leaking gas. I got to fix that problem first before I start making fucking Stolen. I'm writing this down. HFFD stolen, which I think I've written down before. You probably have. The key is to to exercise what's actually written down and do something with it, not just write it down. That's my New Year's resolution. My revolution. New Year's revolution. 
Revolution. Forgot I don't the want resolution. a revolution. I want a revolution. Next level. Oh, I like that. New. What's your New Year's revolution? <laughs> I got a whole mixtape. I got a workout video. I got shit. This is your New Year's revolution. You're ready. A diet. There's some shit going on now. It's all going down. January 2022. <laughs> it all started with the blueberry tea. It did. So I, I've, I've been getting boring with my app parade today for probably like a month or so. And I'm disappointed in myself just as you are disappointed in me. And I respect that. So I was like, you know what? I got to step my game up. I got to step it up. I got to find something unique and fun. And I was thinking I'll go up to Vermont, I'm getting beers. I didn't even do that. All I did was buy a four pack of Creatures of Magic. Oh, that's from nice. Burlington Beer. I found Burlington that. Beer. I drank two in the our uh, jacuzzi tub in the hotel, one each nice. night. That's it. Fine. But I found a fun beer. Something fun. Something local. Something that purists would probably vomit about. But you know what I can say to purists? Go fuck yourself. I'm about fun. <laughs> you I'm drink what you drink. Personal expression, about freedom and liberty. So I got this. Cane Brewing. Oh, love it is cane. called Do I Even Like Eggnog? Nice. And it is an eggnog IPA. Wow. What is an eggnog IPA? Beats the hell out of me. Some egg and some nog in that thing. I. It's what such a nog? weird beer. It's such a weird beer, but it's really, it's a fun beer. And again, purists will hate it. They'll be like, this is gross. Why don't you go suck a dick instead of drinking that beer, bro? <laughs> <laughs> I'm a drink arrogant bastard, bro. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Get a little bit of eggnog up front. A little bit of eggnog. It's a tiny, it's it's definitely sweet. So here's the thing. I just it's looked it up. As a, a, nog, a nog is anything that is made with beaten eggs, usually with alcoholic liqueur. Formerly bro- brewed in Norfolk, England. Look at there. So is there egg in that? Probably. Well, I'm, so, I'm, I got to stay away from egg. To- I got an egg intolerance. <laughs> Not. You got the winds like nobody's business. So this got a 4.1 on untapped. Nice. Look at that. So they're saying it's brewed with Pilsner, wheat, oats, and lactose. It was hopped in the Whirlpool with HBC 472 and Sabro, then dry hopped with more HBC 742. After fermentation, they added ground cinnamon, nutmeg, and vanilla. Damn, it sounds like you're reading off a leafly. Sounds like a, yeah, a no, strain. Like a, like a weed strain <laughs> description. Damn. Yeah. I got to tell you, man. I like this beer. The first time I drank it, I, I got a four pack. And the first one I had, I was like, this is weird. Like, I don't know what to, what to eat with this. Like, I don't know. Do I just like, do I just drink them all at once to get it over with? Like, I didn't quite understand. It, just drink it. It's just fun. It's just a tasty, fun drink. And I like it. It's for walking around Christmas caroling. Oh, dude, this is a great caroling beer. This would yeah. be a great apre beer. I think. Think about it. You're hanging out. Maybe you're working the ice rink. Your kids skating at the at the the skating shoot. You're being the what do they call those? The skate guard guys that are yeah, there. Yeah. You're skating around, watching everybody. You got that in your cup, right? It's like, hey, what's up, man? Festive AF. That's how I describe this beer. Awesome. I mean, I gotta drink them all by probably Christmas because I don't want this stuff sitting around. But I gotta tell you, lovely. I love it. Dude, I think you should. Wait a little bit till the summer 
Mix one of those with the four locos and then let it ride. <laughs> let that shit ride. Put a little bit of a 151 on top, set it on that, fire, see what happens. That's a day of cure for COVID right there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I like it though. I still want you to drink Kane, that four locos. Kane, Kane's wonderful. <laughs> I still want you to drink that four locos, man. I know you do. We're going to have to video that. Wouldn't it be so funny if like I just I finally retired from my job and I drank the four loco and I died. <laughs> what happened to Brian? He dead. He died from old four loco. Remember that four locos we talked about in fifty episodes? He dead. Uh, God damn. That'd be yeah. just poetic injustice. Isn't it ironic, don't you think? That's right. And see, this comment that Mark F made about on Untapped about this beer. Said up front, lots of warm spice that melds into vanilla creaminess and finishes with some boozy notes on the end. Enjoyed this way more than I expected. I agree nice. 100%. Because again, it's it's weird. It sounds disgusting, but I had to have it. So I got it. Here I am. That's good. That's the kind of man See, I, I stay am. Away from, I want it. I get it. I, I stay away from eggnog because the egg in it. I don't like the idea of drinking raw egg or eating raw egg. I don't know. It's, I don't like runny eggs. Does it, does it affect your menstrual cycle? Like, what's the problem? It's fucking rocky, like bro. Just friggin' oh, whole glass. Fuck that full little of fake. Fuck that little <laughs> fake. <laughs> goddamn boxer. He's not even a real boxer. You realize you got a statue to a fake boxer. And you fucking <laughs> way to go, Philly. Fuck the Eagles and fuck the Phillies. <laughs> If you don't know what we're talking about, just Google (laughs) Bill Burr Philly rant, and it's one of the most glorious 15 minutes of comedy ever. But it's true, half of it, right? Like, you know what? Rocky part was was true. What was that, like 2006 or seven? He did that. A lot of it still holds up. I mean, the Eagles finally won the Super Bowl, unfortunately, but a lot of it holds up. So I know people that, you know, they like to talk a big game like, oh, yeah, you know, nothing phases me, whatever. You put that shit on and you walk away, but like, enjoy the listen. And they are just like, everybody's jaw is like, oh, what the fuck? Oh, my God. Yeah, my, my buddy was actually at that because it was down in um, whatever they call it, the Tweeter Center. The first it's like whatever the amphitheater Tweaker is. Center. In <laughs> Tweaker, Tweaker Center. Center. Yeah. <laughs> it's where the, uh, the meth capital of the world. It's got to be somewhere, right? Fentanyl. Fentanyl capital fentanyl. of the world. Yeah. So I was looking up the other day. I was like, what the fuck is fentanyl? I'm like such a, I don't know. I'm such, such a, a good boy. I don't even know what fentanyl is. And I looked it up. It's like another form of like an opioid. Like, so is it better than oxy, lower than like morphine or higher? Than, like, I don't know. It's up there on the scale. My sister-in-law who just had her appendix rupture was in like such tremendous pain. An anesthesiologist saw her and saw, they're like, I can't let you be like this and actually dropped some fentanyl into her IV line. And she said it was, she said it was glorious. So is it better than opium? Like what the fuck is fentanyl? How do you define better? Does it mean like work better? Like I think they give you, give you different feelings. I think. Well, like morphine usually makes a lot of, it makes a lot of people nauseous. Yeah. Like bad nauseous, like they're like, even though it's killing the pain, I can't eat, make me sick, you know, that kind of stuff. So you get all these side effects and shit from it. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I saw, after seeing that dope sick and then going up to Stanford this weekend, I'm like, I want to blow up every place that is making oxy and distributing it. They were just trying to 
distribute oxy for like headaches. <sighs> Isn't that yeah. fucked up? They were saying it was not addictive. Like all this shit. It's crazy. Yeah. It's gross. Well, speaking of things that are not gross. Let's go to ski news. Not gross. Not gross. It's a big holiday week coming up. We got Christmas. We got New Year's. Boxing Day. Kwanzaa. All that stuff. Pajama jammy jam. Snow is coming all over North America, which is glorious. This is from the good folks at On the Snow. California has four to five different storms lined up through the end of the year. It might snow every single day between 1223 and 1229. They're saying 50 to 80 inches at Shasta, Tahoe, and Mammoth. Boom. Damn. Pacific Northwest. Two to four feet at Baker, Stevens Pass, Timberline, Bachelor, Rainier, and Whistler, Blackcomb. Montana, Wyoming, Idaho. Major snow through 1231. Four different storms. Forecasting one to two feet. Sun Valley, Schweitzer, Big Sky, Grand Targhee, Jackson Hole. An isolated three-foot total is possible in the Tetons. Utah and Colorado, major snow accumulation through 1231 with four to five different storms, one to two feet with isolated three-foot totals. New Mexico, Taos, Angel Fire, Ski Santa Fe get brushed with four different storms through 1231, forecasting one to two feet. The good old Northeast, fast storm 1222, 1223 Patterday, New Hampshire and Maine. Overall prediction, five to seven inches. Hmm. Five to seven inches, as opposed to 50 to 80 inches Shasta Tahoe Mammoth. What? So, yes, nice. my East Coast brethren, we're we're living a lie. We're 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 just fooling ourselves living in this area, thinking that we're amazing. Damn. East Coast. East Coast, we're so tough here. We're just fools. Ice Coast. We're just cowards. We're not moving out to where real snow exists out west. That's right. I'm sorry. Look in the yeah, mirror. Seed some clouds or something. Seed some clouds. I don't know what happens, man. I don't know what happens in the Midwest. They steal our snow. Something happens. So I'm going to announce it now. I'm going to freaking, we're going to represent in Crested Butte. There you go. I hope they get dumped on. It's going to be in like, it's like two weeks, right? One, two. It's not far away. Yeah. Three weeks, two and a half weeks, three weeks. But I have some friends that are in Breckenridge right now. So they went and the, the one, the one guy I know that like the father of the family is like a huge, he's snow skied before, but he's a huge water skier. And he's like, he's all about skiing. He's like the whole real deal. And they took the whole family. Kids are just going to learn. I'm like, dude, for what you want, it's going to be perfect. No matter what they got, yeah. it's cold enough. You got, you know, blown snow. It's going to be fine for like the beginner and stuff like that. You gotta it's look been at a rough year so far out there. Yeah. Colorado has been having a pretty tough time. Our our buddy David sent us a, a message on Instagram and he was showing his trip at A Basin. And yeah, yeah, I mean it's really not full coverage like you'd expect. Like things are open no. later than they than they were hoping to. But again, no. like sometimes that happens and then you get these monster dumps and you're like, okay, we're back to normal. Everything's cool. So hopefully yeah. that's what happens. So they were really storm. worried. They got a little bit of snow, trickles of snow in last week. So I'm like, you know, it'll look snowy and stuff like that, but for what you guys want, it'll it'll be good, you know. Not going to be prime powderage, but I don't think they would be able to handle that anyway, you know. <laughs> yeah. So 
it's kind of, you got to look for, you know, you got to watch what you wish for, right? Play the so. hand you're dealt, man. Exactly. So. Up at Killington last week, we had 55 degrees the first day, 35 the second day. Damn it. We had spring bumps the first day. We had a sheet of ice the next, but it's skiing, man. And it's, again, you're on the mountain. I We could move out to Tahoe or... Idaho, and our Wyoming, buddy Montana. Is posting today. Where was he at? He was at he was Stevens, Stevens Pass. Yeah. And it beautiful. Was beautiful, right? Looks glorious. Oh. And they're going to get pounded over the next few days. Yeah. Beautiful. This is the feast or famine this time of year. And then, yeah. then about another month, everything will kind of settle out. So yeah. we'll see. Well, speaking of getting pounded, speaking, <laughs> boom. So uh, Hector beats Schifrin in Kurshaval. For first win in seven years. So Sarah Hector ended a drought of nearly five years for the Swedish women's ski team by beating Michaela Schifrin, pounding her uh, in a World Cup giant slalom race on Wednesday. So this is a big deal. It's big news. So people are wondering what's going on, what's the deal. But let's put it all in perspective. Hector led Schiffen by 0.34 seconds after the opening run and one hundredth of a second in the final run for her victory. So while it's well-deserved and congratulations to her, you know, that's a very slim margin. So enjoy it while yeah, you can. Yeah, I mean, it was her first win in seven years. Yeah. Which is crazy. So, you know, congratulations to her and, yeah, and Marta Bacino, she finished six tenths behind the third place. So there is very close. I gotta say the women's women women are very competitive and very close. Yeah. Well, they said this race actually replaced the giant slalom that was canceled at Killington in November. Mm. That's right, because they're all looking for points, right? Yeah. So for points, so the winner, uh, Sarah Hector, she got 100 points. Schifrin got 80 points. So it's like a 20-point split. But then, so you go 20-20, and then you start going 10. So Marta Bassino got 60, and then it goes down to 10. So Tessa Worley um, from France, she got 50, and then 45. So it like it gets really tied up after the, after the top three or four. Yeah. Um, and Petra Valhova, she came in fifth. Yeah. Who's been, um, you know, Michaela's top rival. But if you look at the difference between first and even first and fourth, you're talking 50 points more. Like that's a huge difference, you know? Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, First to second, 20 points. Okay. That's, that's a lot, but it's not as much as, you know, you look at it, it starts dropping off after fourth. It's like, wow. Yeah it's kind of an interesting system. They do the way they, it's almost like a Fibonacci sequence or something, the way it, it drops in points. I like that. You. Breaking out the knowledge there. Fibonacci sequence. I'm not nearly as dumb as I look. Boom. I'm way dumber. I had to actually look up Fibonacci sequence for a uh, project management test. Cause they were oh, talking really? about Fibonacci sequencing of stuff going on. And when you run a pro, I'm like, why are you even doing this? Well, like it's kind it's, of like the whole thing with Agile. Like that's how the whole fucking, the points they, they assign to different projects. Right. It's all Fibonacci. And then you realize after doing it, like, well, I got to do this. And you realize it's all stupid anyway. <laughs> it's all a waste of time and you're going to be dead soon anyway. And no one's going to give a shit about how many points when your stupid fucking project. <laughs> you're not, not right? going to get the stuff done anyway. Let's so you commit to something and you never, and then what do you do? Carry it over. <laughs> Brass tacks. Carry it over. Yeah. 
No one did it anyway. Everyone's just smoking fucking crack and on Oxycontin and not doing their work. That's right. <laughs> Thanks, Purdue Pharma. Thanks, Purdue. Yeah. Fuckers. So congrats, Sarah. Michaela, congrats to you too. Second place is awesome. You're badass. Yeah. Now that it's it's very good to see that and very good to see the competitiveness. Yeah. Love that. The the best, the magical thing that I, I tell you what, watching that in Europe when we were on vacation was magical. It's like the Super Bowl. Like every weekend is like the Super Bowl at every ski event. Everything stops and they're yeah. like, I gotta watch World Cup skiing. And you're like, what's going on? You're like, and you're there for skiing. And you're like, why am I the dumbass that is not, you know, keeping track of this? I'm here skiing in their country. And this is the biggest thing. And they're like, what do you mean you're not watching it? We're we're all skiing. This is what we love to do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's kind of sure. ironic. It's weird. It is weird. Much football. Yeah. No one's playing football anymore. Exactly. Crazy. Well, speaking of badass, about Mount Baker, throwing a little shade at the mega passes with Ooh, this was nice lift ticket message. This came out this past weekend where the good folks at Mount Baker, they still have the old school printed lift tickets, you know, with the little wire hanger nice. and you squeeze the sticker together on the hanger very it's wicked school. right it's a it's wicked. wicked that it's a wicked wicked dude it's a wicked wicked dude so they have the wicked wicked and on this ticket it says an epic in capital day at an iconic ski area boom icon being in all caps and you know it's it's a simple little little jab but it's it's beautiful and we're going to have a story i think coming up probably next which actually let's change the order so it is next because <laughs> i follow we follow a, a handle on instagram and twitter called epic lift lines and they were showing the lines out i forget if where it was in colorado or was it park city i think it was park city they were showing how ridiculous the lines are at these epic resorts, at these Vail resorts this year. Because I'm just going to right now. Vail sold 2.1 million epic passes in 2021, 2022, after cutting prices by 20%. So they are saying they had a 76% increase in pass sales from 2019 to 2020. So year before, right? The, the season, the pandemic started. I mean, that was in March it started, but that, you know, four or five months before. 76% increase. Damn. Vail Resort's decision to cut the price of its Epic Passes by 20% spurred 2.1 million skiers to buy passes, which range from early purchase day tickets to unrestricted season-long access. That's a 700,000 bump in passes from 2020, uh, 2020 to 2021 and 900,000 more than 2019-2020. Damn. 70 six percent increase mm. 
The company last Thursday reported its earnings for the first quarter of its fiscal year 2022, which ended October 31st. And summer operations at its resorts are winding down in August, September, and October. The company always posts a loss in its first quarter. And this year was no different with Vail Resorts reporting a loss of $139.3 million in the quarter compared to $153.8 in the same quarter last year. 76% more past sales. Now, again, it is that's a different an, That's not going to make it better on the map. <laughs> better shareholders first. That's the veil method. That's that's their whole thing. Again, they are a fiduciary. Their job is to fiduciary. make their right. job is to maximize the return for their shareholders. It is not to provide the best possible ski experience. Exactly. Do not forget this. You are a pawn in Vale's game if you are an Epic Pass holder. I don't give a fuck about you. They just want your well, money. Even if you want to put it nice, you're you, Vale's not meaning to do it to you, but they have an actual legal fiduciary fiscal responsibility to people, to, to their yes. shareholders, to make as much money as they can. I mean, that's their goal. They're, they're pure capitalists. Nothing wrong with that. We're not socialists. We're not, not at all. They should. Not, exactly. They should. So that's what they're doing. But, but don't, don't fool yourself, you know, grabbing a ticket saying, Oh no, I got this thing. It's a great deal. Yeah. It's a great deal because they've done the math it's like it's like buying insurance. They've done the math to know what they're charging you. They're still still making money at. So yeah, um, yeah, 100%. And they have a responsibility to make more money. That's that's just it. More and more but, money every year. But just imagine the busiest day you were at a mountain last year, and now imagine it's seventy six percent more crowded, and you're waiting in line for seventy six percent longer. That's just that. I mean, it's it's not the best math but that's just think about that and that is and we want to limit experience. and we want to limit crowds <laughs> uh, <laughs> with covid you, so everything is like working against itself right you want to limit crowds space we want to make as much money as possible but we don't want people to be here <laughs> but we're going to sell 70 percent more passes so yeah. that means more people are going to go which is going to potentially cause more crowding of people at areas, but yeah, yeah, I, I don't know. Again, man, if you're in a town that's, that you got to buy the Epic Pass, like it sucks, you know. When when and you know, Vale keeps buying stuff up, and they just brought up uh, was it seven, seven Springs? Is that what it's called out near Pittsburgh? Yeah, they just they're just throwing. It's almost like the Grinch, like throwing presents into his bag. <laughs> that's kind of what Vale is. They're like the Grinch of skiing. They've just taken things. Just throwing the shit in the bag and just getting out of the out of the house. So we got to do a show on a deep dive on Vail and the whole their whole business model and see if it, it it's going to hold up because it's one of those things that like they they are going to survive by increasingly buying more places, right? But yeah, they're just scaling, they, right? They're scaling, but if once you stop scaling can you sustain, right? That's, that's the big question. A lot of, a lot of companies can't like, they will have to, you, you can either continue to scale for the rest of your existence or you just crumble. Like it's, so it's interesting financial like breakdown of stuff. And I don't know, you wonder where things are going, especially with COVID and there's a lot of X factors in there. So, well, I will tell you this, their stock right now, their ticker symbol is N. Well, it's at 330 bucks a share. 
So if you had if you had bought in March of 2020 when everything collapsed with COVID, when everything shut down, it dropped to 147. You would more than have doubled your money at this point. Nice. Could have turned two billion dollars into four billion. That's right. Same. And they were paying an 88 cent dividend. That's a pretty good dividend. Not on 300 bucks a share. Not that good. Oh, 300 bucks 1%. a share. 1%. It's not that yeah, great. That's you, not go, great. you go on a DeFi, you go on to the, um, what is it, TerraChain, you can get almost 20% on your US, US uh, Tether. Oh. Just saying. This is not financial advice. I'm a just guy in the basement saying. with a Santa Claus hat on. I would never just, take advice from me. Just saying. I'm just yo. saying. Take that Over advice. There. There's a guy with a Santa hat talking about skiing in a basement. and He said this shit and it was gold. I just told you guys about Bitcoin years ago. So, you know, do you, if you will, you're, if you go back to the podcast, it is on record there that you were trying to get me, all of our friends, everybody on the podcast, buy Bitcoin now, buy Bitcoin. And I think Bitcoin was like a thousand, if a thousand that. a share, if, if that. that, yeah. If not before. So, but y'all like being broke. So, you know, what do you want me to do? Everybody wants to be a bunch of broke bitches. Everybody uh, wants to be broke bitches. But, you know, it, it, with all honesty, you, you tried sharing the love. You, you, can, only, you can only share. It ter- it, I, you, you can only share love so much until it becomes rape. <laughs> That's right. You can't force people to buy shit. That's right. Forced love is rape. That's crypto uh, rape. There you crypto go. Rape. You don't want to crypto rape people. You want to crypto advise people. That's right. <laughs> All right. So next up, we have HGTV's latest dream home is located in Vermont Skiers Paradise. So last year, where was it? Whitefish? Or was that the year before? I'm thinking. I think it was a couple years ago. It was in Whitefish. Whitefish. I don't know where it was it, last. They did a bunch of like stuff in the south. Yeah, they started. They started. They used to do like one a year. Then they went to like seasonal. A few yeah. times a year. And now it's like they do a multiple. But uh, if anybody doesn't know, the HD, HGTV, they do like you can enter every day like and, and enter for a house. Like you win a house. It's not just a house. You win like the house, a car, like a bunch of shit in there. Like it's great. Um, I think they even give you money to cover the taxes of winning, right? I uh, think they do. But I think most people, they, they I, we did some research on this because me and Andrea, we were always all about this HGTV dream home when it's in the ski area. Yeah. And I think we did some research. It said most people actually sell it because they can't afford the taxes. Because yeah. Vermont is, the taxes suck up there. When they're like, I'm never going to travel out to Whitefish. I mean, it's hard to get to some of these places, right? They're beautiful, but... Some people just don't want to commit to the lifestyle. Most people just who do this, like just want free shit. And if like, I can get $2 million for free, like, yeah, I'll sell it and I'll go. I'm just saying, if you win rims, this place and you want to sell it to me for half of what you got it for, I'm, I'm fine. I'm fine yeah. with that. Um, yeah. So with, uh, so you get the, you get a car, you get a brand new Grand Wagoneer from Jeep. Boom. And this house, it's in Warren, Vermont. So it's pretty much right by where Sugarbush and Mad River Glen is. And the home of Lawson's Finest Liquids. Is that not the home of Mad Taco too? Mad Taco also. Boom. I mean, Mad Taco alone. I'm pretty sure like Mad Taco would create like a little satellite setup in your garage in this place. Damn. You know what would be great? 
Just be like, sell the house off, keep the Wagoneer, and get a year subscription to Mad Taco. <laughs> Z Taco. Taco and Sip of Sunshine, Double Sunshine, Triple Sunshine. Do it all. I mean, it truly is. This place is really, really sweet. So you, we'll put the link in the show notes, but if you go to like HGTV's website, it's usually like the the first or, or second thing on there because it's like a big deal for them. And I think well, the whole... they refurbished something, right? So they said they, they renovated a lakefront home. It collaborated with a Vermont real estate company and broker. I'm not even going to mention because I don't want to give a, give a prop. They get no shout outs. They're not sponsors. No, they're not sponsors. So, but they're saying it's a year round oasis during any season, which I think a lot of people are looking. I saw a different article. I think it was New York Times. They had a different article about something and they were talking about the increase in, in people going to ski areas in the summer and it is staggering the number. It's like, almost tripled. You know what I mean? Like where they thought like summer was the off season. Now there's no off season. So now if you're talking about hiring people to work like in the area, you're like, okay, we get, they used to do like the, um, the visas to to get people to work the mountain, which is great. But then what are you going to do in the summer? Cause people are still coming in the summer now. So it's like, you need almost like a year round permanent staff. So that's one thing I mentioned on the, our, me and Andrea's Killington recap is that almost every place had a help wanted sign yeah everywhere and they have the eb5 folks they're there again so people from all over the place but every place is still looking for help wow but the eb5 folks use your seasonal and then they go back exactly that's exactly it yeah so what are you gonna do in the summer because summer like we know from personal experience killington does a big thing They're, they're pushing a lot of the mountain biking um, and it's caught on and it's great. And a lot of people do it at, at many, uh, mountains. So it's pretty cool to see that it's like year round. You can ski in the winter, bike in the summer, you know, and the fall and the spring. So it's, it's kind of cool. It really opens up a lot. And then there's hiking and yeah, the mountain biking has been a huge, a huge yeah. push. Uh, that's grown a lot in the mountains, but yeah, look at this. This is from the, um, the mountain times. Moguls. Everybody is hiring, hiring, hiring. I mean, this one here, look out. Hiring all positions, no experience needed. We will train the right candidate. 401k and insurance available. Hmm. Like seriously, there's no excuse for someone to not have a job right now because so how about this? You work at till I die, and then the lookout. It's same building. Boom. Boom. Shout out to Till and, I Die. And if you can live in a van in the parking lot, like... Fuck yeah. Well, think bank. about it this way. East Coast hasn't had... The the ski bum dream is not like the dream of going out west, right? So think about now, it's almost a way of creating that ski bum dream on the East Coast. For your five to seven inches while other places are getting two to three feet. Yes. I'm just saying though, like... People want to do it. It's pretty close. They're like, I could, you know, if you're from the Northeast, you could not have to drive all the way out West. Just, it's like the lazy ski bum. You, you can just, dip your toe into the ski bum dream. See, the idea of a ski bum is you're a little bit lazy too. So like now you're even lazier because you're not even driving that far out. You're just staying on the East Coast, just going North. We're like the Adderall ski bum. <laughs> we got like, we're all like jacked up and doing other stuff. Yeah. 
Yeah. But no, this one even too. Um, Killington, Delhi, and Marketplace. Full and part-time positions. Ski pass for full-time. Oh. Like they're just they're throwing all kinds of, of stuff. They want ski there. bums in there. They want ski bums. Moguls wants wait staff, kitchen staff, line cook, busser, dishwasher, door person. That's See, this everybody. is where you gotta this is where you gotta roll in, buy that shit out, Brian, and just have your entire family and friends work there. Well, the next one over, the Birch Ridge Inn, that one was actually for sale. That whole hotel. It's a hotel like bed and breakfast. Yeah. They want an assistant innkeeper, a housekeeper, wait staff, and a line cook. They can't run that place. Like they, they, can't, they, they can't run a goddamn you thing. You look at these one ads, I'm like, is anything running? No. And we had a massive rant about Casey's caboose where we couldn't even get in. The caboose. And it wasn't even crowded, but they, they just had no staff to no wait staff, no cooks. The caboose is loose. The caboose. So they just opened that, what was it, two years ago, three years ago? Reopened, I think, three years ago. And that was kind of a I vaguely remember being there. I think it was hammered when I went there the one time I did. And it was good. Um, but then it was it, it just closed down all of a sudden, boom, yeah, done. Yep. So stayed dormant and they reopened and it's just interesting. Like I don't know. Do people not want to work? Like I wonder, like they're they're like of everybody course, else. They want to sit home and be scared and get a check from somebody. Right. But, but everybody has a help wanted sign. There's a lot of people that I meet that are like, yeah, I'm still looking for work. I'm like, did you apply to all these fucking places that have the help wanted sign? And like, yeah, I've applied, but nobody's hiring. I'm like, so what's good. Where's it? Where's the disconnect? Where is the disconnect? Well, I heard he's holding out for a management position. Yeah. Unless everybody's like failing their weed test or something. I don't know. Reference there. You mean I can't do crystal meth while on, on the job? What the fuck? I don't know. It's weird. Hey man, I uh I mean I get not one to work, but Jesus Christ, if you're like 16 and you need money, like fucking work, bro. You know work. what you could do is go get a goddamn job. You know, if if you're listening to this podcast or start your own podcast and your parents are paying your cell phone or you're living in their basement, try to think about getting a fucking job. I just want to say it's the most rewarding feeling supporting yourself, getting your own shit, doing your own thing. But that's just me talking. Responsibility is sexy. Responsibility, yo. Responsibility. Own your life. Do not comply. That's what I'm saying. Back to this house. It is super dope. It's really nice. It's got like a a detached garage too, two-car garage. It's got outdoor, like a fire pit, seating area, outdoor grill. First thing I'm doing if I win that house, I'm painting it like fluorescent green, blowing out the back wall, and it's going to be open air. It's going to be like camping in your own house. It's your house. That's an option. (laughs) You you could do that if you really wanted to. Fucking North Face, boom, down. Just getting a goddamn saw and just hacking the the wall, right? Engineers in there, tell me what shit I got to do, and I'm fucking chainsaw. Just tell me the support beam, where it is. I won't hit that. Everything else is fair game. <laughs> so it's also got a heated pool with an integrated hot tub, which looks so awesome. Dude, I'm gonna have goats everywhere too. Goats? Fucking little baby goats. Just all over the place. I'm gonna have baby goats, lawnmower, goats or landscapers. So you know, go with baby the goats. goats everywhere, man. Go with the goat. I'm very goat friendly now. I love goats. What's not to love? I don't know why. Really. We saw a goat. So they had at my wife's um 
work, they actually did this whole big Christmas thing and they had like a petting zoo for the kids and they had these little goats. And I was talking to the, to the person that was working it. And they're like, I was like, did the goats ever get out? And they're like, Oh yeah, they got out the other, like a few hours ago and they just start running <laughs> like they're really fast and they just run everywhere. Like little maniacs and you got to wrangle them down. I'm like, a tranquilizer gun. That's awesome. Yeah. There's fucking, what they do. There you go. Like I'm a goat. I'm gonna do whatever I want. I run this town. We should free all be up. as free as goats. Free as the goat, man. So this contest starts December 28th, goes through February 17th, and you can go to hgtv.com and enter there. And enter if you do there, win it, collect your email. Send you a bunch of stuff. You're gonna get calls about your fucking warranty of a car that you don't own. There it's you go. What happens? Nothing happens. in life is for free. Exactly. They'll give you a free house. That's right. If you get a free house, you're like, well worth it. $2.4 million package. Pretty sweet. Not a bad deal. I'd move there. Not a bad deal to cash that thing in. <laughs> cash it in, buy a house out west with actually snow. That's right. Two or three feet. Boom. Maybe five inches. I want to hear the I want to hear the after story. Like, yeah, cash it in. I got a baller ass house at Vail. Yeah, right. <laughs> On mountain. I don't even pay for a lift ticket. I just go, boom, I'm going home. Well, speaking of not paying, boom. I love this last story. <laughs> Private ski club in Canada uses COVID relief for new snowblowers. Boom. I like it. I like it too. A private ski club in Ontario, Canada received over half a million from the Canadian federal government for COVID wage relief. However, the exclusive report or ex- exclusive resort plans to put that money towards facility improvements. Hmm. Mansfield Ski Club, an exclusive ski hill located in Mulmer, Ontario, requires a $15,000 member fee with upwards of $10,000 in fees annually. Membership allows unlimited access to the ski area, lessons, a race team, a yoga studio, dining rooms, and a bar. Not only does it include access to the Mansfield facility, but also, multiple other private clubs and golf courses like Toronto's Royal Canadian Yacht Club, the Boulevard Club, and the Badminton Racket Club, and the Justin Trudeau Brownface Club. <laughs> <laughs> I love how you just Super put that in there. Gotcha. Oh, yeah. Gotcha. Yes. There's so a the dance. club. This is black face. There's a brownface dance every year. Justin Trudeau's Thank Arabian you. Nights Brownface Club. Damn. The club accumulated $815,000 in surplus over the past year due to the government rollout of the Canada Emergency Wage Subsidy Q's program. The program was launched in April of 2020, and its purpose was to pay 75% of a company's payroll with the goal that it would help keep many employees employed. For a company to be eligible, it simply had to exhibit a drop in revenue either during the pandemic or over a specific period of time. Based on the requirements, they didn't break any rules. The financial statements from the 2020-2021 fiscal season show they paid $430,000 less in employee salaries and benefits, thus they qualified. The use of the government subsidy, however, remains questionable as the ski resort is using it for improvements to the facility such as new washrooms for guests, Canadian term, a new ski patrol hut, and a new snowmaking guns and air compressors to replace the old ones. Dude, what else are you going to spend money on as a ski club? 
to make it better. You're going to buy I'm, new friggin' snow guns and I'm fix it. on site right now. Just ready to ask them, like, how do we get like a, we can try out the club for winter. So they actually have a program. We do the trial annual fees. Do you just do boom for a trial. You get in there. I'm going to reach out. The, what are the stats for this mountain anyway? I want to know. I'm going to like, you know. in my message, I'm going to say, what can we do to try this out? Can we interview you guys? And do we, or do we not have to wear brown face? Cause I'm against <laughs> brown face. Just you're, saying. You're very anti brown face. I'm very anti. And I'm very afraid to go across the border in the brown face. <laughs> you oh, actually, you should, the border. You should go in brown face because they, it's, <laughs> oh they can't get, they'd be racist if they didn't let you in. Oh my God. I don't think you'd make it. I think you'd shot on the way to the goddamn Canadian border. <laughs> Somebody in the U.S. rightly so would fucking snipe you out. <laughs> I don't know, man. I think you get away with it. <laughs> you like run across the border, like can a snowmobile pick me up in the woods? <laughs> I'm in full brown face. I can't. I can't break character. There's only 17 trails there, and based on the picture, it doesn't look like it has some sort of crazy vertical. I don't think anywhere in Ontario is really mountainous, is it? Woo. I'm going to ride up there in a fucking helicopter. Chopper's up. Yeah. <laughs> it's like goddamn Killington. I'm heli, heli skiing on this thing. So, yeah. So, this, I think it's, I mean, whatever. They're, you just want to drive a snowcat up there. I want to drive a snowcat. And I love when companies make any sort of government group or policy look foolish. So, I am very pro. Yes. Do you now, have to wear a pin when club. you're on the mountain here? What's going on? <laughs> yeah. I love this. So good on you. I'm going to reach out to the club. Mansfield Club. Let's see if we can have a little celebrity trip up there. That would be nice. We can crack the case. Let's have a celebrity sit down. There you go. <laughs> well, that wraps up the old ski news for the week. So now we're going to roll into the main topic. And to be honest... We don't have an interview. We don't have any sort of product review. We don't really have much. We just have the Christmas season that we're about to dive headfirst into. And I know, again, we've had some some scheduling issues the last few weeks because of work and travel. It's oh, not reaching out. This is what happens. This is what I do. I don't reach stuff out. going on. We're busy. We're busy, guys. We're busy. We're very busy. But... I'm really glad that we finally did this because I know a few months ago, maybe a month and a half ago, Mario and I were talking before the podcast started and Mario is the king of AliExpress. I think. Oh yeah. We were looking at some, we, we were going to have an episode on under the ropes. We were just going to just spend a hundred bucks on just dumb stuff on AliExpress, which you should buy it now. Everything's on sale. Everything's on sale. We should well, not maybe, arrive by Christmas. But it's you know maybe we'll do it under the ropes next week between Christmas and New Year's. That could be like a perfect like perfect. end of the year jammy jam. So I'm off the the week between Christmas and New Year's. Um, okay. I took off. Okay. And I had all these grand plans to go places, and then COVID reared its ugly head again and again in the winter. Everybody spreads COVID in the winter. Apparently, according to all the governments in the entire world. Um, which is total bullshit because everybody gets together 
not in the winter, and then they start spreading that COVID. You're getting Omicron. Omicron. going to happen. Um, there's going to be another derogatory word for some kind of – it's going to happen. But anyway, <laughs> um, it, it's just – it's all bullshit. So anyway – not going away anywhere. I'm staycationing it. So I got some, I might rip down some doors or walls or something like that. Like metaphorically or literally. Oh no, literally. I got to do some construction. I got to get this. I thought you were going to like go like a, like a March. Maybe an (laughs) activist. Like you're like, I'm tearing walls down, man. I'd go to a March to laugh at people, maybe to hang out, barbecue. Like (laughs) I'm not a marcher. Like I'd be like, I'll hang out with you guys, but, I don't really, I'm not really that angry. Like, why don't we go protest by like sitting on the beach in June? Like if that's a protest, like <laughs> count me in. See, but it's weird. I have like, like a rage, like I have rage, but I don't have anger. Like I'm like the rage subsides pretty quickly. Cause I'm like, all right, I just have like, I call it New York rage. This is what I grew up with. Yeah. I was born in the Bronx. I grew up with New York rage and then I calmed down real quick. See, I so, had like, See, I have like constantly festering anger in me all the time. See, I have like the opposite problem. See, See you, you, like the, you like the way. peaks. You like, like you the peak. Like, way. Yeah. You're like uh, like a, one of those uh, seismographs, you know, when you're the earthquakes. Right. I get it out and then I'm done. I'm just like always at about eight and I can crank up to like 11. Yeah. I make such an impression on people. People are like, man, you're so angry. I'm like, no, I was just angry then. I'm cool, man. Everything's good. So I get out of my system. I'm like, I was high. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I just I'm, I said I'm, what I said. I'm cool now, though. <laughs> but I did mean it. And then I look them. That's when you get the oh, they're like oh, cool. So you're all cool with it. And I'm like yeah, but I did mean that shit. <laughs> I might mean Deep it down. Again later. Deep down, I meant it. Yeah. So yeah, so AliExpress. Like we may have to go into that. That was actually kind of fun. Yeah. I will tell you, I have made a couple of weird purchases. Not weird. Just maybe out of character purchases over the last month. Like what? Well, I will There's tell no you. I will, character I will actually take my pants off now to show them to you. Because <laughs> I've always like made, f- like I've always found like the term jogger. I'm like, I like sweatpants, whatever. And I wanted to get some joggers. I don't know why. Like my so son what's has the difference pair- between a sweatpant, a jog? So I had this conversation the other day with Bodie. Because he came home, we're looking for shit for him. He's 15 now. He's like, oh, I know fashion. I'm like, you know shit. You don't know a goddamn thing, little boy. But he's like, no, I don't like this. And I'm like, but then I started looking at stuff. I'm like, what's the difference between they have sweatpants and some sweatpants that look exactly like the joggers? So I think the the joggers, they kind of, the the leg like tapers down and it has like that, not Velcro, the um, like rubber band at the bottom. The zipper, and well, no, it's got like zipper pockets. They usually have zipper pockets, okay. which I'm a big fan of. So it's meant for you to go out literally jogging. Yeah, no one wears them to jog. Let's be honest. It's like yoga pants. Who's wearing yoga pants to go do yoga? Nobody. Right, everybody's wearing them to the market. I don't know. Right, exactly. So I wanted some joggers. I needed something that was comfortable that I could just lay around in, but I could also throw on and go chase after my kids because they're always all over the place now and take. Leah for walks. Benjamin's a wild man. Well, lounge pants. Well, no, lounge pants. They don't. They, they're too <laughs> floppy at the bottom. They have. They don't have that. Like, why don't you make lounge elastic. pants like a jogger? That are why do I have to make anything where I can go to the store and buy it the way I need it? <laughs> but your That's product line would be like, boom. That's what I'm saying. So, 
I was gonna buy like there's a company like Viore, like they're like the one that everyone they're coming up. Like, I see advertisements and everything for them. I'm like, I saw like, something on them. I was like, who the fuck is this company? I never heard of them. I see ad, ads for them. I'm like, I guess they're a big company now. They're like, we're so comfy. We're the best. And they're like, oh yeah, these eighty dollar pants better be comfortable. So yeah. I, like, I was looking at them like, ah, I seem kind of nice. I want to get these. But you know what? Then Costco. Boom. Onto Costco's website. And Just when you think you got to I couldn't solved, find them Costco at the store. Out. I couldn't find them at the store. They didn't have them there. Right. But I got, and now this also makes me happy because I bought some joggers. I bought them and look at the brand. Spiders. Yeah. Spider. At Costco, right? Well, Costco.com. They didn't have yeah. them at the store. Costco is carrying a shit ton of spider. So Melanie told me she's like, "Oh, they got all the." She went down here in Tampa. They got all the all the spider like jackets. And I'm mm-hmm. like, "Why the hell do they have them in here?" First of all, and I'm like, "That's great," and they're pretty reasonable price. So oh, they're like they're, they're like thirty bucks, forty yeah. bucks. I'm like, so they started. I gotta believe they come well, they've from been, China. They've been selling. They've been selling stuff at Costco for years now. Like they've had yeah. the, the the half zip those pullover yeah. ones, but they have a few other things now. But they had the joggers. So check this out. So those Viore ones were like eighty bucks, and you could get like a twenty percent off coupon your first time purchase, whatever, whatever. I waited. I didn't buy the Viore. Saw Costco had the joggers from Spider. They had three different colors. They had this one, which is like the gray like heather gray they had a black and they had a blue like a darkish royally navy blue 16.99 each Damn. i got three pairs of joggers i got all three colors for less than one goddamn pair of those viori ones you might as well do it dude i i i won i won December. i gotta tell you something about costco so i walk in there probably like a year and a half ago Walking there, rolling strong, like doing my shopping thing, get my butter, the whole thing. I have my whole little thing, right? I'm getting butter, butter son. My butter, my booze, getting my ribs, whatever I'm getting. And I go in and I'm you looking drinking at blueberry the, tea while you're going in there. I was zip, I should. I zip into the, you know, always got to zip in and see what, what clothes they have because the clothes like is always different. So I zip in there and they have these uh, Jerry, that Jerry brand. So I have a, a puffer. G E R R Y. Yeah. Yeah. I have a puffer from the Jerry. Um, and I love it. It's actually well structured and everything. So I'm kind of like, Oh, this is, this is all cool. So I go in there and they have shorts from Jerry. Now I'm in Tampa. It's hot as balls all the time here. It's, it's not conducive to skiing. So Tampa, Florida, not <laughs> conducive to skiing. You heard it here first folks. First. So they, have, so they have these uh, shorts that are like, there's no like crazy weird, like inner thing. It's just shorts, right? They have all these like cool pockets, but they're not super long. They're like, you know, normal shorts, like almost like tennis shorts. And I look at them like they look pretty comfortable, but I look at the price. I'm like, these shits aren't going to be here for a long time. So I went out and I bought like two pair right away. I'm like, I bought a gray and a blue. Boom. Get back. I'm like, these fit perfect they're awesome i don't have to wear a belt like they're freaking great i wear them everywhere active shorts so i go back and i buy they're out of the gray and the blue and they only have the khaki so i buy the khaki well, they only have like extra extra large right 
Yeah, right. So I get the khaki. So all all fit and all, like everything's great. So the khaki and the blue I got are they were weird colors to wear out because you're kind of like, you know, the gray is the one like you wear with everything, like t-shirts and shit like that. Mm-hmm. The khaki you kind of wear with you want to wear with like a golf shirt or polo or something. And even the blue was like a little fancier. So I didn't wear the other ones, but you know what? Those gray ones, I wore the shit out of. <laughs> so I'm at the point now where I'm like almost year and a half in. I've worn the shit out of those those gray ones. I can't find them. They're like sold out. The khaki's available. The blue's available. Goddamn gray's not available. So I'm like, I should have bought like five pairs of those. Now you learned. I'll literally wear them every day if I can. If you find something at Costco that you love, buy as many pieces or copies or versions as you can because you never know if it will be there again. Yeah, exactly. They have, they have like sometimes the Siete tortilla chips, which if you haven't had them, they're made with like avocado oil and I forget what they're, uh, maybe cassava flour. It isn't like the regular like white flour. They're delicious tortilla chips, nice. but they're like really expensive. Like a little bag at Whole Foods is like five bucks. Damn. Costco has like the giant bag, which is like three times bigger for like seven bucks. Gotta love the Costco. Gotta love, but went there last week. They were gone. Mm. So that's what Costco does. It can break your goddamn heart. So I bought my jogger. So I got three pairs, different colors. They're it's nice because they're warm enough. They're not like hot. Cause I, I can't wear stuff like my legs. Like I can't. I saw someone talking about flannel line jeans and i just I, I was sweating already just even thinking about it i'm like i could oh, be in ridiculous. maine in january outside and i would not want that because my legs are big and hot and i want no part of anything too warm these joggers are just right they're warm enough but they're not too hot i like them flannel jeans sounds really freaking hot you gotta be in like Gross. a really really cold place you gotta have like no blood circulation like no muscle keeping you warm. Like, <laughs> Those are jeans. Like I would put them on going out, and then literally take them off coming home. And be like, like I just I'm, like, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna hang the jeans up by the door. My hair is standing up on my neck, and I'm sweating just thinking about flannel line jeans. I want no part of it. No part. So other thing I bought, uncharacteristic. I kind of talked myself into it. So I've always trashed Peloton, right? Oh, for what'd years. What you get? I got the rival Peloton. Oh, the uh, with the, the mix, the MYX, the mix bike. Oh, okay. I have an echelon is the other one. Uh, Echelon's the other one, but mix they just got bought by Beachbody, I think like a year ago or so. Oh, you're so all my, in your full boat Beachbody. Well, my wife does that, so yeah, that's good. We got like 600 bucks off buying it Black Friday. Nice, so it ended up being like a thousand dollars. But because I'm a coach <laughs> under her, she got like a hundred dollar commission off of me buying it. Nice. Plus, they had the Affirm, the 0% financing for four years. Yes. So it's like $27 right. a month. So really, you're losing money not buying it. Now, do you have to pay for a for the classes, right? Well, she already did the uh, the $20 a month, like oh, perfect. Uh, beach right. body on demand thing. But they have like this, they have the one for this, but it's like everything, like all the beach body stuff that she did in the past, plus all the interactive ones you can do. Nice. So, That's a good deal. And we're both on it. Like we, it's like up to five people can be on the bike. See, Peloton pisses me off because you don't get, so you pay for the bike and then you don't get any discount or anything 
for the subscription. I'm like, they should give you at least one year free. Yeah. But they're like, no, you bought the bike, go fuck yourself. You, so I'm like, I could buy any bike and just get the subscription just the same. Mm -hmm. And they're like, yes. Like you realize it's a bad business model, but. Hey man, they're making a fortune. So obviously they're doing something right. But I actually, commercials, you know? Yeah. I gotta tell you, like I, uh, what I like about it is like, especially this time of year when it's gets dark so quick, I'm able to like, after we put the kids to bed, I can come down and I can go like bang out a ride, you know, yeah. half an hour ride. I really want to like change my life so that I can wake up early and do it. And ride, do an hour. And then like, just like even six, like six, six thirty to a half an hour, be done. Like that's what I would love. I'll do that every once in a while. And dude, I tell you what, it is day changing. You feel so much better. You're energized, ready to go. Different day. Yeah. Like if I don't do that and I like do my regular normal routine, I'm a grumpy asshole if I don't work out. Like I'm just like, ah, whatever. Work out first thing in the morning. Like I'm cool. Yeah. No, it's, it's, it's big. It's a big difference. I know like using that bike, like I'm just dripping sweat. Like just, there's like a puddle underneath me. So nice. You know, when you're out there running or doing stuff, like it's easy to kind of dial it back and be like, eh, I'm not going to go that hard. When you have like, you know, this chick and then like this, this beautiful woman, like cranking away in front of you, telling you what to do. You're like, all right, I'm going to crank this little dial up and go harder and sweat. And she'll like me if I do that. Right. <laughs> Cause the, the lady who's it's a motivator, is, she's a motivator. Well, the That's ones it. I like, it's the, um, she used to be the Peloton lady, Jennifer Jacobs. Oh yeah. Jen Jacobs. Yep. Yeah. She moved to, to body, to beach body nice. now. All right. And yeah, she's, she's awesome. It's like, I didn't realize how the music works. I, like, I thought it was like the music was the music for the class, but apparently it's just whatever like feed.fm plays. Oh, so nice. I did like a ride and the music was perfect. I loved it. It was like everything that I liked. It was like for, for like a workout like this, it started, it's funny. It started with OPP and then it went oh, into okay. um, Joker and the Thief by Wolfmother. Nice. From uh, from the hangover involved mm-hmm. the part where he's in the casino and he's playing. Then it went into uh, uh, Born for Greatness by Papa Roach, which is in the Warren Miller line of descent movie, the first song. Nice. Then it went to Rage Against the Machine, Sleep Now in the Fire. Like I'm like, this is like per- a perfect mix for me. And I thought if I went back and did that same ride, it would have the same music, but it doesn't. I have like some Lady Gaga crap and some uh. other freaking awful shit. So I got to figure out like if there's a way to like tweak. I want like save the ride or something. Save I want the music. like old man, like nineties alternative music as like the, the, the genre, but I got yeah. to figure that out. But otherwise, again, I like it. My wife's using it too. I like it. My son loves using it. He, cause he actually found the landscape, like the, the rides where you're actually somewhere. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Like he's, he he's just, good. He's like around. mountain biking in British Columbia and he's That's like, he's sweet. like riding and I'm like, well, it's tiring him out, which is great. That's awesome. And yeah. He found this. Yeah. There was, there was all kinds of cool rides. There's like the road to Hana. Uh, there's like mountain biking ones. There's, you know, cities in Europe. It's, it's pretty cool. Yeah, no, that's pretty cool. They have that on the Peloton. It's um, you kind of like zipping through streets, but it's funny. Like it doesn't, take into account how fast or slow you're riding. It just goes and you it just doesn't kind of, like match to your, yeah, your, your cadence or whatever. Right. You just kind of flow through and it's cool though. But you know, end of the day, if you wanted to, you could just put on your own music and just get on the bike too. Yeah, that for works. sure. So I like having Jennifer Jacobs yell at me though. 
Yeah, that's that's Helpful. pretty funny that she she jumped over. Yeah, she apparently made fun of some lady on uh, one of the Peloton rides. Oh, because they do like those live rides, you know, where people are on the screen next to them and stuff. Yeah, and I guess the one person's name was like like BMI over fifty or something, and she like called them the called her out and made fun of her or something. Wow! It was like move those legs. No wonder your BMI is over fifty or something on one of those live classes. She got fired for it. Oh, really? That's what I what we read. Yeah. So the one thing I don't like about Peloton, well, because I have it, is it gets a little stale. Like the you know the same instructor is great if you really get jazzed by an instructor, it's awesome. But if you don't connect with one instructor, you kind of want a variety, like to keep moving around. And uh, I don't know, it gets a little stale sometimes. What's what's cool about this one, like the Beachbody one, is that it has like all their courses. And of course, I sound like a salesman here. I'm really not at all. But they have um, they have the screen on there and they have all their courses on there. So like if you want to do a course that's like part bike, part weights, you kind of just like turn your screen and you can just go next to the bike and, and do like weight workouts. Yeah. They, have, they have different classes and they tell you what equipment you need for them. So you can like mix it up and do, you know, and you can use that as a screen to watch your other you know, if you do just like weight stuff or body weight stuff, yeah. you just do those with the bike too, which is nice. That's cool. Yeah. yeah like I'll get the, so the app I have, I'll, I'll stream to the TV, but the TV has it. So I'll like you do yoga, you do whatever you want in, in the other room and then jump on the bike. So it's, you gotta find something you like. And then yeah. my, uh, I'm, I'm reconfiguring everything in this room. So <laughs> I have like the little shelf that I built with all the little cycling stuff and the cycle thing right there. But then I got the kettlebell. So I'm like, I'm starting to use the kettlebells more. So yeah. That's and then one last thing. So this, we've talked about this in the past. We talked to Kim, the author. I got my book. You got it. Mine's on order. It's coming. It came today. Yeah, it came today. Damn so man. big shout out to Kim at inspire by Kim on Twitter or uh, Instagram. Oh, awesome. Check her out. Her book, it's absolutely gorgeous. It was awesome seeing the PDF version, but the <laughs> in-person version is so much cooler. That's pretty awesome. It's so much fun this book. Like her Wait, art, you got to get so it signed, great. right? What's that? You got to get it signed, right? I know, seriously. She's got to huh. sign it, but this is this is so cool. It's beautiful. It's going to be fun to read to uh, my kids. I can't wait. So that's been my stuff. I've been I've been just buying a lot of stuff, man. Like I really I'm gonna buy a pair of touring skis because I just don't care anymore, and I just need I'm gonna buy more kettlebells. I'm just gonna buy stuff. Just don't care. I that's just good. don't care. Like I really just like everything I need. I'm gonna buy it because I don't know. I'm not saving money anymore. Forget it. Life is too short. I could die very soon. See, mine's about arriving Friday. Look at that. God damn it. It's I'm like the, last on the on the last on the totem pole. What's up with that? Well, it's got to come. I don't know where they're being printed. <laughs> Is it printed in uh, the UK? It's printed in the US. Oh, she's from the know. UK. Where is it printed from? Let's take a look. Let's go to page. Oh yeah, uh, Tulsa, yes. Oklahoma. Tulsa, Oklahoma. It says printed in Germany in Munich, Germany. Uh, it says printed in Germany, but also printed in Slovakia. In so, Germany, or Slovakia. So it was printed in Europe. So they probably had to fly into Newark or JFK. And since I live to that, they just threw it at me instead Boom. of they got to 
put it on another leg down to you. So it's probably going to Miami first, and then they're going to Dale is going to get a little pitbull action, a little pitbull blessing, and then come back action. Up. <laughs> how, about, how about you, man? You've been buying anything fun recently? Uh, fun recently? I've been buying a lot of Christmas gifts, but I, I fucking roll in like, I got to say it was Sunday. I roll in from, well, not this Sunday, it was a Sunday before. So I roll in. After drinking, just come, you know, whatever, pulling in. My neighbor next to me, I sent you the picture. It's a fucking <laughs> Lamborghini fucking Aventor. I'm like, where the fuck did that come the Aventador, from? right? Yeah, Aventador. I'm like, holy shit, what a beautiful car. I'm like, damn. I live like. The doors, so- though? The doors? Like this? This. this. Uh... But it's a convertible. It's a convertible because, like, you know, when it's 107 degrees, you want to be yeah. in a convertible. So it's a $350,000 car convertible. I'm like, this is goddamn nice. Why is it sitting here unattended by the garage and not in the garage? That's the first thing I thought. I was like, what happened here? What, what's going on? My question, too, is so what is that guy's place worth? His condo? About 200 grand. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So his car. It's worth more than his house. Exactly. That's I what I love that so guy. I was telling I was telling Melanie, I was like, you know, they have they have this um <laughs> they have these things and, and our buddy John, he posted some some random pictures probably like about a month ago, and he was like next to Lamborghini, Ferrari, all this other stuff. And like, so I was telling him about it, and he's like, you know, maybe that guy's using that place as a place to park his fancy cars. And I'm like, you know what? You got a point because you have to have a place to park your your playthings if you have like everything. You know, you don't want to crowd up your own place, right? So obviously, obviously. They, <laughs> so so they have these places now where so our buddy John was at a place where it's kind of a condo that you rent for your cars. So you park your cars there in this garage and they have this baller ass like common areas and they have like security and like it all comes with the purchase of your condo. And I'm like, that's pretty awesome. So it's like, it's almost like a parking garage set away somewhere else. That's also like your little getaway clubhouse where you could hang out and have little parties and shit. And it's like the Ray Donovan house. It's like his like, you know, like a little flop house. Exactly. But they actually some of them have like a little bit of land attached to it where you can do a little track racing or a little racing whatever. So John John was posting pictures like, "Oh yeah, these dudes are all racing their fucking cars like <laughs> against each other just because they have nothing else to do. They're like, this is what I do. I have this badass car and, you know, so it's funny. So I was speculating, we were speculating, maybe he's doing that with this. So I was talking to him. He's like, yeah. He's like, I came down here by myself. My wife is pretty pissed that I bought this car. <laughs> Cause he showed up last time with a, a brand new Panamera, a Porsche. So we're like, that's a nice ass car. Like whatever. He's like, yeah, I really want to treat myself, whatever. So he does real estate. So now he shows up all of a sudden out of the blue with fucking Lamborghini, which is in the garage now. I'm like, God damn. So I'm joking around with Bodie. I'm like, Bodie, do you want to take a road test on a Lamborghini? <laughs> I'll talk to the guy. We'll get him to take a road test on that. So so I'm looking at Auto Trader right now. 
And dude, I didn't realize how expensive these goddamn things were. A, a used 2015 Aventador convertible is $368,000. Yeah. How about a new one? Like a 20, at least 2021, if not 22. I don't see any within 500 miles that are for sale right now. Here we go. It's got to be convertible, right? Yeah. And I, I tell you what, you look at this car, you're like, that's a beautiful fucking car. But he got it in white. And I'm like, that's okay. <laughs> it's not a flashy. The blue is the fucking, that color is awesome. The gray, the silverish gray is nice. Dude, here's a used a 2018 464,000. There is the Aventador SVJ, which is like some like extra douchey one. A million dollars. A million dollars. Yeah. Here's a 2019 with 1,691 miles, $599,000. Obviously, if you, if you don't get the convertible, doors go like this. Boom. Boom. See, he got this because he wanted ah. the convertible. Because he's riding around. Hair Showing off, in the air. Showing off. Tops off. Tops are off. That's what I'm saying. God damn, like I knew Lambos were like Lambos were expensive, but I didn't realize they were that fucking expensive. The 20 here's a 2020 Aventador SJV, 1.4 million dollars. God damn. What in all the fuck? I mean, so I, I gotta say, this car, gorgeous. And when he starts it up, like I'll hear it, like he's he's gone now. He went back to uh Virginia. But uh he would start that car up in the morning. I'm like, oh, I'm looking out. I'm like, I see that guy's going. What's going on, man? Yeah. There's a restaurant down the road from us that there's like a famous chef that owns it. He's got a blue McLaren. Oh, nice. It's pretty goddamn cool. So there's a McLaren dealer in Tampa. And every time he passed, they always have that orange McLaren out. I fucking love the orange. It's nice. Yeah, McLarens are super dope. I've got a 2006 yeah. Subaru that's leaking gas, but you know, if you're going to dream, you might as well dream big, right? It's about the same, right? More or less. Hey man, at least mine's a manual. I like these pussy automatics. All these new supercars have. Ah, uh, it's not a supercar if it's a automatic. They all are though. They're all you automatic. Have at least now. paddle shifters. That's, well, they all that's have, they all have right? the paddle shifter, paddle shifter which they is, all have that. it's like playing a video game. It's all right. Yeah. I don't know, man. I'm still, I'm old school like that. I love having a manual car. I, I like, I like that it's not my primary car. I like having it as like a toy to play with. Yeah. But it's just something about it. It's just so raw and visceral, man, machine together. Just that it's it's just nice. It's just driving traffic. It sucks. Well, that's what I'm saying. As like a, it's a toy car when you have the manual. If you have to actually right. drive somewhere, like that's where the you got to have the regular automatic. Yeah. Yep. So I'm looking at these. The 2022s are saying 450 to 500. So that's not too bad. Half a mil. So he I mean, had a Panamera before. So I think I'm thinking the Panamera had to be pretty, pretty up there. Not I think quite. those start, start around 90 and they go to like 250 or something. Yeah. His was pretty, pretty sweet. Well, I was looking so at. He probably traded that in, got the, the other one. You know, yeah. flip and flop. Well, I was looking at because I, I follow the uh, this uh, comp- website Autoblog, 
I love seeing like all the new car stuff going on. And they had a a thing today, and I've never been a Bentley fan. I always thought that they were like super douchey and not into them at all. But they have this new one that that's coming out and it's hand built. Yeah. And they're only making 25 of them. And they start at two million dollars. Damn. But you can pretty much customize everything on the car. It's called the what is this called? Um so everybody's John knows knows together. Oh, okay. Oh, sorry. The it's called the Bentley's Milliner developed model will celebrate the W12 engine. And it's like 650 horsepower. Hand built, the coupe will carry a base price of at least two million before fi- buyers begin to personalize it. Nearly Damn. every visual part of the car, including the upholstery and the paint, will be customizable. Wow. Yeah. And again, it's like, Bentleys are like just like this one, it's really just it's ridiculous what it looks like. The headlights look like they're you know what those crazy crystal glasses like decanters that have all those little angles yeah it's almost like the headlights are like looking into one of those oh wow it's super trippy looking hmm. it looks fancy but trashy which i kind of like fancy trashy fancy but trashy that's so, i like my women and my cars like that <laughs> so our buddy john was uh so he has a friend uh that was looking into buying a sweet ass car and I think he settled on a a nice Jaguar. It was a pretty nice Jaguar. Um, Jaguar. But for a while, he was looking into like off-market, like Bentleys and shit like that. So what happens is you get a Bentley, they customize it to you. Your shape, your form, your driving style, everything is customized. How tight you. your butthole is. Exactly. Your little everything. anise holding that rock that's that's holding that stone to turn into a diamond. And they... um. <laughs> So it's all yours. Well, you decide after a year, you're like, nah, I don't like this. I'm going to move on to a new Bentley or I want a new car. I don't want to have an old car because it's fucking year old. It's bullshit. I want to move into something else. Well, they take that car and the price drops a shitload because that's a custom car for a custom person. Boom. You want to buy it off market. Yeah, we could, we could do whatever you want to it, but the price really just depreciates a ton so they were saying like you can almost get stuff at half price like it's crazy well anything you buy custom for you it's like buying custom golf clubs like secondhand it's like well yeah they're custom but they weren't custom for me they're custom for you custom cod piece you buy an after market you got to get recustomized you know hey you got to blow this thing out a little bit you know what i'm saying (laughs) can you uh put the heat gun over here and blow this thing out But yeah, I, I guess it makes sense, but you're still talking about a fucking car that is still worth a ton of money, you know? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. If you're a valet all your life, you don't care. You're driving other people's cars anyway. Yeah. I don't know. I just texted you the link to it. There's something about this thing. I think it looks super cool. It just looks, I, I don't know. It looks like a robot or an alien or something. It just looks like, a crackhead definitely had a part in designing this. They did say that now granted yeah, but it's that almost, Bentley front is the Bentley front. That, that is the but, classic. But aren't those headlights awesome though? They yeah, look just cool. like freaky and trippy. 
I'm probably not going to be one of the 25 people who that's gets this two nice. plus million dollar Bentley. I mean, if I were if I were a betting man, I'd go with Brian's not getting this car. But they did say that this will be the look of their their line going forward, which is kind of cool. So yeah, those lights are pretty fucking awesome. Aren't those awesome? Like it just looks like you're looking into the car's soul or something. Like- jagged like ice diamond kind of cut around it like a waterford crystal decanter as your headlight that grill is like the bentley gorilla yeah it's totally like iced out though so that's just it you see a car go by and you're like i know it's a fancy ass car i just don't know what it is and then you see from the front you're like i know what that is now and then the doors do the doors do yeah you go like this like that see our neighbor has like a, I don't know if it's, I, I don't know their family story. I don't know if it's like an ex-wife or a sister, but she always comes by in a Bentley coupe. And nice. I just, I don't, I don't get it. But that's I'm not supposed to does. get it. This is the town I live in. I live in a freaking ridiculous town and I'm the poorest person here. So that's right. you don't it get is. it. You just watch it. I just, I, I just take it all in. <laughs> So yeah, so you know we're uh, we're still doing our thing. We still got to figure out too when you're coming up and we do some New Hampshire skiing because that's that's got to yeah. happen. So all right, we got to talk. I'm I'm working out some dates. January, beginning of January. I'm thinking end of January. I got to go up. Melanie might yeah. go up. I might go up after and just kind of ski. Like we'll figure that shit out. Okay, beautiful. I'll throw out some dates. January and February definitely. February, we're planning to go to the Great White North. We'll see. Uh, they let us in. What's going on? <laughs> if that shit's the bed, I'm taking a week off just skiing northeast. Beautiful. Then, we, got, we got some indie passes. We got some people we know. We can make some stuff happen. Exactly. All fails. March. Boom. Indie pass Palooza. That indie is, pass and Palooza. I'm still planning on making a very bold work move on March 11th. So boom. I may have the whole last part of march available for skiing from the 11th onward we'll be skiing i am intending we'll hit every we're gonna gonna talk to doug at this time next year and be like want the belt bro do you believe we hit that many spots i want the indie pass belt that's right that's what it comes down to no we're gonna win it this year and just get that fucking big ass you uh wwe belt the indie pass belt that's it I love it. All right. Well, I guess that wraps up the old podcast for the week. Thank you so much for listening. We do appreciate it. Check us out. Skibumpodcast.com. Buy some stuff. You're not getting in time for Christmas. That's okay, though. Merry Christmas to everybody. Skibumpodcast.com slash shop. Follow us on the socials, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, untapped at Podcast. Send us an email, Podcast at gmail.com. Go to our sponsor, Paradise Skis. Check them out. Ski bump 15, 15% off. Thank you, everyone, so much for listening. We love having you ride a ride uh, or on a ride. The ride with us. This journey, <laughs> this love, the ski stoke journey. Thank you for listening. Have a Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Very happy New Year. We'll actually probably have an episode out right after the New Year. Oh, yeah. We're going to do one next week, I think. But this is Merry Christmas. Thank you, guys. Merry Christmas. Happy ski season. Get out there. Have some fun. And we'll talk to you guys soon. Enjoy the enjoy the weather. Uh, stay happy. Stay polluting. See ya.